The Antidote is here with two bands that had considerable influence in the metal scene in the 80s and 90s. We're joined by Rex Scott of X Sinner and Dan McCabe of Daniel Band. Guys, thanks for being willing to participate. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Now, Rex, you've said in the past that you really don't consider X Sinner to be a Christian band. So how would you describe X Sinner? Well, I just don't like the labeling is all, really. I mean, you can call us that. That's fine. And we get called it all the time. And I just feel that it really limits what we can do because early on, a lot of the Christian music um, was of a lower standard in production and songwriting. And so in the real world where we're trying to penetrate and make uh, a mark and uh, make a message happen, it becomes a stigma. And so... I don't really, I don't really like, it's like driving, I drive Christian cars, I go to Christian tire stores, you know, and all that. It's, it's just, I don't like the labeling as much. It, I think it restricts a lot of what we do and where we can go and what we, what we work with. No, I, I agree with what uh, Rex said, because um, even with Daniel Band, it wasn't us that labeled us as a Christian band. Um, last night I was talking to some guys and, and I said, you know, really what we did is we just played the music that we liked the music that we understood, the music that we grew up with, and then we just put, you know, the words, the lyric content to it of what our what we believed in. It was just that simple. And everybody else started calling us Christian bands. But you were an oddity. Both of you guys really were oddities in that era. You're not, no, not that odd, but odd enough. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because it was an unusual thing, especially you, because that was, what, 79 when Daniel Band started. And, I mean, really, how many bands were even singing with any kind of a message at that point? Yeah, I think um, where I sort of realized it was, a, if I can tell this story, it's okay, oh, yes, I don't, you're okay. Um, I and, and this is not to make us look better or anything that we are, but, but last year we received the, uh, the GMA Award, right, for a Lifetime Achievement Award. And it was, it was such a moving experience because after all these years, you know, this has happened. And, and uh, the guy who gave us the award stood up and he said that, um, that and I, I hesitate to say, but he says, but you know, guys like Daniel Band, bands like that, paved the way for what we're doing in church today. We fought the battles in the trenches and won them there back in the 80s and the 90s to open up for what's going on today. And when you look at this venue here that we're playing in tonight, here we are playing in a secular club, and it's a church. You know, that would have been unheard of back in our era, but we kind of fought those trench battles then. And so that was really flattering to hear somebody say that about the kind of work that Xinner did and the kind of work that Daniel Band did back those days. Well, Rex, what do you think about today's music scene? I mean, you have artists that are still producing music with a Christian message or a Christian worldview. But how do you think things are different now? Well, I think that you know there's there's a dichotomy that goes on there's there's the, the bands that are trying to really be honest with the struggles of their faith their life and everything that everyone else is facing in the world and not coming from a perspective that they have all the answers and um i think that that touches a lot of people and it carries a lot of weight and um I look back to the early lyrics when we were in the trenches, like Dan says, and, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff is very blatant uh, about Jesus. And then as you grow and mature, you're realizing that there's more questions that come along, and you're growing. And those questions have to be answered, and you have to seek, you know, and then you'll find the answers as you seek, hopefully. And um, so I really like a lot of the music going in a direction that's just much more honest, 
um, heart open, revealing, asking questions, as well as offering encouragement of how faith has helped them and done things in their lives also. And hopefully with the same experiences and struggles that everyone else is going through. I really like that a lot in today's music. I mean, you have the extreme genres of music from the screamo and hardcore stuff. And, uh, you know, back when we were doing it in our day, that's what we sounded like to everybody. And now we have those bands and, you know, people are going, oh, that's just too much. It's over the top. But, well, hey, they said that about us, too. So no worries there at all. That's a question worth asking. So when are you guys going to add Screamo to uh, your metal? <laughs> I go, Dan. <laughs> screams really I mean, well. Yeah, actually, we do a lot. Of, we still do a lot of screaming. Um, but uh, my daughter is, uh, well, she's 24. And, um, you know, you know how kids always like to give some shock value you know, to the parents and that kind of stuff, right? And, and so she played me this stuff of, some, of a Screamo band. And uh, she goes, what do you think? What do you think? I said, I don't know, he just sounds kind of angry to me. I don't know what... <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't going to give in. I go, but you know, I kind of like it. There's something about it that's appealing, you know? Kind of just let the air right out of her tires on that one, you know? <laughs> well, I noticed your drummer had Becoming the Archetype shirt on, and it's like, yeah, that that's pretty heavy. Yeah, that that's heavy as it gets. There's no doubt about it. No, no matter what the age, you know, everyone's trying to find their space, and... And a lot of times it's not the same. They don't want to be in the same spot just automatically of where mom, dad, or, you know, anyone before them was, you know, and they're trying to find their own way. And if this helps them to do that and put a stamp on it, uh, as long as it's leading them in the right direction, that's all fine by me. Uh, you know, I, I got to add to that. I think this is something that you and I, Rex, I think you and I are experiencing. It has never happened in the history of music before that our kids are listening to music that is not as hard as what we play which is a real reversal. I mean, it usually will progress through the generations. Our kids are listening to music that's a lot softer than what we're doing. Yeah. Guys, what are you doing? You're, like, you're wimped out. What's going on, man? <laughs> it's true. You guys have been compared, well, x has been compared to ACDC and Daniel Band compared to Rush. Was that a compliment or was that a negative? That's definitely a compliment. I mean, those are superb bands. I mean, great uh, songwriting and arrangements. And uh, it's a blues rock style. Speaking from our perspective in X Center, it's just a, a blues rock style that was one of our favorites. And when it's your favorite, it's just going to kind of naturally come out of you. And so, yeah, I, I always take that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, it's it's the music we grew up with. You know, it's the people that we listen to. And so we sort of just learn their styles, right? And so we just naturally, that's what we do curiosity did you ever meet acdc and did you ever meet with rush uh no i never met with rush uh the closest i ever got was you know i saw them you know a few times right but the closest i ever got was that i had a friend who uh babysat for one of the guys <laughs> in rush and so i gave him this picture you get this signed for me so getty lee signed it was really kind of cool but, you know. <laughs> uh, i haven't met medic center but i have met rush <laughs> Yeah, it was just uh, years and years ago, back in the Midwest at a concert backstage. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And now, ex-Sinner Daniel Banner currently touring Southern Ontario together. But what are concerts like today with each of your bands? I mean, is this like an old boys reunion, or does it go beyond that? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great question because, you know, constantly I'm looking at it going, okay, why am I doing this? What What is the purpose of this whole thing, right? And I would say for Daniel Ben, you know, what it comes down to to me 
is that as people see us, what I hear constantly is, I remember seeing you in such and such and such and such, X number of years ago, blah, 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 blah. And so the way I tend to always want to send the direction is, and a spiritual level is, okay, let's go back to what, you know, 30 years ago, what is your relationship like now compared to what it was 30 years ago when you were listening to us? You know, have you progressed? Have you fallen away? What's going on, right? And so you can kind of use that touch point as a reference point to draw a line say, and cause people to take stock of where they're at. I, for us, for X Center, um, I would say that we see in the audience is now a mixed generation. We see the parents that were longtime fans of the bands now bringing their kids. And so, I, you know, I've seen kids as small as uh, 10, you know, 12, all the way up to 14, 15, 16, 17. And uh, getting emails from those kids after they, wow, I, you know, who are you guys? They're just freshly discovering the band all over again. And so a large or small audience, it doesn't really matter. It just depends on the, the area that you play. I, if we go to Europe, the, the crowds there are, are very enthusiastic, and they still pack out shows for bands like us. And... Um, over here, America's a little more trend-driven, and uh, when, like the bands Nirvana and the whole Seattle scene came in, and the heavy metal Los Angeles Hollywood rock kind of faded away for a while. Um, now that that's all come and gone, now you have a whole new generation of kids discovering you for the first time, and uh, that's always very exciting. Well, I keep talking about making this sound like it's all happening in the past, but X Center released a new killer album, World Covered in Blood, just a few years back. Do you want to fill us in about that? Well, we decided that we needed to put something out because I had started to play uh, with half the band. Greg, the guitarist, was living in Australia at the time. And because of work, he had a work gig over in Australia, so he was there for a few years. So we had another guy filling. We just started playing around live, and, and the word gets out that you're doing stuff again, and people start writing and asking and this. And so I was talking to Greg this whole time, all the time, over in Australia and, and he was getting ready to come back the time was over over there and and so we decided we'd do World Covered in Blood we'd do a new album and put it out and then uh, yeah, that really kind of jump started a lot more interest again in the band too um, it just whenever you do something new it creates a, a buzz you know here and there and the word starts spreading and you know and blogs and this and that and, and then it comes out you know and then everybody's got to blog some more what do you think about it and all this so yeah, we really enjoyed it. Um, we went for a, a little raw production than we had ever had before. Packerdom really loved to layer us up, and and uh, we didn't really care for that production. We wanted it more stripped down and raw. And so we did World Covered in Blood. And then I also just did another new album on the side because Greg had to have back surgery for a while, and he was down. And we've been working on new material, and I had an opportunity to record some more, so I did another album, the GX Project, with our bass player, Glenn Thomas. And uh, that's been fun, too. Been much the same situation with you, Dan. Uh, retroactive re-released on rock, and you even added some new tracks to it. Yeah, we're kind of uh, approaching it in a, in a bit of a different way uh, because of time. <laughs> it's an issue for us. Um, but uh, so what we figure, anytime they do a re-release, you know, Tony and I go in the studio, record a couple more songs, and they'll stick them on as bonus tracks right on the new release, right? So it gives something different. And then what we're going to do is when, when we have enough songs, you know, 10 or 12 songs by doing it that way, we're just going to compile them all as a whole new album. Okay, but you haven't said anything about time frame, have you? No, no, no time frame on that at all. So I do have scheduled to uh, to go in the studio this summer 
in July to do a couple more songs. So I think that puts it up to about six or eight songs or something like that. So we're getting closer, you know, we're getting closer. <laughs> but we're going to get that coming through before you're touring around with a walker. Okay, let's say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm saying within five years, let's say that. But Rex, I understand this is final tour for X Center, is that right? Uh, no, it's not. Um, we were working, uh, what we were going to work on before Greg had his back surgery was what we were thinking might be our final record, and we were going to call it Going Out with a Bang. And uh, so we still have about half the album written, but again, like Danny Band, time is a, uh, you know, and we, when you have other things that, priorities in your life that you have are committed to we don't and we're not on a label and so we don't have deadlines anymore which i love i mean i love it and so you know we'll get around to doing that album here one of these days but don't know when maybe within a year but it's true because labels are really disappearing yeah. you find everything is being so self-produced my my issue that i'm having struggles with is that uh, as you probably know, i'm a part-time worship pastor so i'm heavily involved in worship music now um so uh to me like i've just lost my writing edge for the kind of music that daniel band does so i go how do i revisit and re-educate myself in that style of music again right so that's a struggle for me because my head's in a different zone now musically so i i've got to figure out how to get that done so you're saying that age is bearing some influence on what you're doing? Well, no, you know what? I'm, I'm still breaking new ground um, because even in the church that I'm in, I'm, you know, the music is pretty hard and heavy and loud. And uh, so, you know, it, it's still new ground we're breaking. Well, here we go. I think we're almost going to finish up. I've asked this question before on The Antidote, but could each of you choose a song that you feel defines you as a band? Mm. Probably World Covered in Blood, I would say. We were going to actually call the album something else, and then when that was written towards the latter part of the project, one of the last songs actually we tracked, we just went, oh man, this is us. This is Xenor to a T right here. This is what it's about. And so I would have to say World Cover in Blood. I think there's a, a transition. When we did On Rock, um, it was very raw and very basic rock, right? And then Straight Ahead came out, and we got a little fancier, right? We started getting a little more creative. And then we realized, no, let's go back to the old way. So, you know, uh, Run From the Darkness came out, which was a game more basic rock again. So I, I think that basic rock and, and songs like Run From the Darkness sort of is where we really are and who we are. The Antidote's been speaking with Dan of Daniel Band and Rex of X Center. Guys, thanks a lot for joining The Antidote. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it.